Expanding your mind with Grant Hicks. A boundary-breaking show designed to dissect subjects such as spirituality, past lives, hypnosis, the esoteric, ancient history, the universe, energy, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, the earth, and more. Hello and welcome to episode 13, I believe. And this is Are We Living in the Truman Show? And um, and a little bit about Antarctica as well. Are We Living in the Truman Show? If you haven't seen the film The Truman Show, then you may have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you have seen the film The Truman Show, then you may know what I'm talking about and the, the Truman Show it's very re revealing very revealing as to um, how the world is run how our lives are controlled and um, I first went to watch it many many years ago thinking oh it's Jim Carrey it's going to be a great film it's going to be a great comedy film it's going to be awesome and I started watching it and I thought, oh, this is boring. This really is boring. Oh, my God. What's happened to Jim Carrey? He's not the, the funny, jokey, you know, quirky character. <clears throat> and um, I left it. Left it for a long, long while until people started to say, have you watched The Truman Show? Have you seen it? Have you... Surely you've seen it doing what you do. So I went to, but I didn't enjoy it, first of all. Well, the first little bit. You know when you watch something and you think, oh, I'm going to enjoy this, and it's crap, and you go, turn it off. But something urged me to watch it again. <laughs> and then when you're watching it and going through it, going through it, <clears throat> and uh, it's difficult. If you haven't seen the film and I start telling you stuff, it's going to spoil it for you. But it's still worth a watch anyway. Because when, when you start thinking the Truman Show, think about the words, that etymology of breaking down words. And it is, it's breaking down the words, breaking down each syllable of each word. And then you do the etymology. Um, if you don't know what etymology is, it's the explanation of what that word means or what that um syllable means and then once you start researching that it opens up another layer another world and when you hear the truman show and it's the way the word is pronounced the truman show and i think america had a, a president called truman but if you slow it down and you break it into two words true man show the true man show and you start watching it and watching it and you get into it you think it's a kind of um what's, what's the hmm it's kind of got a 1950s feel to it very plasticky which is the whole purpose of the film and it's not going to be a review of the whole film, but if you watch it, it will make a lot more sense. And this guy, Truman, in this town, this lovely town, nothing goes wrong. It's just everything's perfect. It's got a lovely wife, lovely this, lovely friends, has a job. Everything's the same. Same thing, day in, day out. And what it is, it's called the Truman Show because the whole, his whole life from birth is a TV show. It's a TV show and he has no idea, no idea whatsoever. And what it is from birth, he's uh, taught to fear things like fear water because apparently his dad died in a boat uh, leaving the island that's it, it's an island leaving the island so he now has this 
instilled fear of water. And certain things start um, not making sense in his life. And it, it just goes to show you, he, he's sitting in a car and he's trying to go somewhere. And you got, he's looking in his rear view mirror and then a car goes past. I think it's a Volkswagen Beetle, I can't remember. Is it a red Volkswagen Beetle? Might be, something like that. And he's watching it and he's talking to his wife, who's trying to talk him out of going somewhere. All right, trying to talk him out of going somewhere. But he wants to leave the island, wants to leave. He wants to book a flight. Uh, you know, he's trying to book somewhere and he goes in the travel agents and they say, no, nope, all booked. Uh, well, I'll go here then. No, that's booked too. Okay, well, I'll get a flight there. No, it's all booked. Oh, actually, all flights are cancelled. What? You know, anything he tries to do to go out of the norm, it's controlled. And it's like it's kind of slapped back into his path. And he's checking his rearview mirror in the car <clears throat> and uh, sees this car go past. He's okay, so still chatting, chatting, chatting. And all of a sudden, the, the same car goes past again. He goes, oh, hold on a minute. Did you just see that? Did you just see that same car went past? But oh, don't be so ridiculous. Don't be so ridiculous. You'll see where I'm going with this shortly. And he's like, hmm, okay. Must have made a mistake. It must have been my imagination. Then it goes past again. And he's like, oh, hold on a minute. Once, maybe twice. A coincidence. Three times? No, 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 no. And he says, She's talking, the wife is talking, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, wait, ch -ch -ch, wait. I can't remember if, if he's checking his watch or not, 30 seconds or a minute or whatever. And he goes, wait, 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 wait. And phew, here it comes again. What the hell's going on? So he tries to escape, get in the car, and everywhere he's going, he's being like blocked off, right? A car pulls out, so he has to go another way. Goes that way, a car pulls out, he has to now go that way. I mean, there's a lot more involved there's a lot more involved and there's someone, is it his wife or a friend? I can't remember. Or an old girlfriend, I can't remember. But who tries to warn him that it's a show, that he's the star of this show. So then they have to get rid of her. But it just goes to show you, if anyone's trying to give him information, which I think this woman was, and they're on the beach, strolling on the beach or whatever, and then all these like, buggies come over to try and you know wipe them out even his best friend you know he's trying to talk about leaving the island talk about going somewhere and his best friend from birth from childhood allegedly tries to talk him out of it anything that truman tries to do he's talked out of it and he does whatever he can and they say no truman no just come back and have a beer come back and have a beer and it's bringing him into normality, as it were. But there's something that's been sparked inside of Truman now. There's something that's been sparked. Is it an awakening? What is it? But there's something now that's like a little fire in his belly that's lit up. And whoosh, now it's turned up. Now it's gone into a, a, a flame. Right, what's going on? Why can't I do this? Why am I... Why don't I have access to this? Why can't I go there? Why can't this? And he starts questioning. <clears throat> and he even gets in the car, manages to escape. I think his wife is with him. And he goes across the bridge. And they're trying to do like storms and stuff like this. Like that. And he's, oh, no, no. It goes across the bridge and says, turn back, turn back, fire. There's people at firemen there saying, turn back. There's a bridge across the sea or something to the mainland or whatever. Go back, go back. No, he still keeps on going. There's fire, fire everywhere. And he just drives straight through it and there's nothing there. There's like fire extinguishers or whatever. I'm doing this from memory because I haven't seen it for a long, long time. In the end, does he get, I think he comes back where he gets told to come back by his wife. Gets the, the fear gets in him. <clears throat> 
And then even his dad comes back at the light to try and keep him there. His dad that supposedly drowned when he was little by going on a boat that kept him in fear for stop him going on a boat and leaving. So his dad kind of turns up and goes, oh my God, I thought you was dead. I'm a... He goes, oh son, I was, I was lost forever, blah, blah, can't have come back. Whoa. <laughs> okay, all right. That's going to lead on to something else, just that part there. So they put a fake dad, because it wasn't his real dad, remember, it's a TV show. And then they're going full on emotions, really tugging on his emotions for him to stay put. And for your average Joe, that would have done it. That would have done it. You go, oh my God, my dad's back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. But something deep inside of him still kept niggling. He says, I've got to, I've got to leave this island. There has to be more. I've got to go somewhere. Again, no, come back. Your dad's here. Your best mate. Blah. We're all here. You don't need to go anywhere. Well, the fact that you're trying to keep me here says that I need to explore. Which he does. <clears throat> and he gets on the boat. Little, it's only a teeny sailboat. A teeny sailboat. All right. So it's not a great big ship. A teeny sailboat open to the elements which they then control the elements from this tv um studio and the wind and the rain and the storm is going oh, like all over the place but he still keeps on pushing through the storms until he's sailing through and it's like the moon's up there he sees the moon and the moon is the recorded studio it's the studio looking down. It was like the false light looking down. And they say, no, we've got to do this. You see them in the studio going, right, we've got to do this. Add the rain, put the sun, turn up the temperature, now make it cold. Controlling everything, everything on this island, this town and where Truman is going. And they're trying to do whatever they can to stop him. But he's still going through and all of a sudden you see this nice calm water this sea that he's on supposed sea <clears throat> and he hits something it's like well, hold on a minute it's just sea and there's beautiful blue sky with like white fluffy clouds and he goes donk it's like what the hell and it's actually um a, a, a building that's been painted or whatever it is, to look as though it's the sky and the sea continuing and the clouds. So from a distance, you'd look at it and think, oh, look, there's nothing out there, just nothing for miles. So he goes along, but tap, tap, tap. And he can see a lot of staircase going up. But it's camouflaged because it looks like the sky uh, and, and the, the sea. He starts going up, up, up the stairs, opens the door, and that's where the studio is. So all of his life, he thought he had a family. All his life, he thought he had a best friend. All his life, he thought he had a dad lost at sea. You know, all, all his life, he had this wonderful life. Until he started to question. That's when things changed. <clears throat> then he found out his whole life his island, where he lived, everything, everything he knew was an illusion, was false. Everything. Some of you know where I'm going with this. Some of you are going, bloody hell, Grant, didn't know this was going to be like film, film review special. <laughs> but as you know, in films, it's revelation of the method, right? Revelation of the method. So they're showing you to your face. And I suppose really you, you could put humanity's life as an illusion. It is, it's an illusion. Because you see these buildings, people go to work, they earn money, they spend things, buy things, have these friends, have parents, have partners, have children, which is great until you question because if you question your life 
your surroundings, people's behavior. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And it, it, it sparks something inside of you. And there's not many people this happens to. I know it sounds maybe egotistical. I don't know. But there's not many people this happens to. And if you're surrounded by people this has happened to, that's phenomenal. That's great. And you think, and then, then you get into the trap of that's now your worldview. And you're surrounded in an echo chamber of people with the same worldview, which is okay to a certain extent. Until you start questioning deeper, then it's like, oh no, this crowd, oh, we only wanted to question this. Oh, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole. So we're, we're happy here. Oh, okay. I need to know more. Why is this burning, burning feeling inside of me that I need to question? Why am I so inquisitive? What's going on? And then you leave that group that you thought was your group. You could say this group is spiritual people, maybe. And you find that they're not really spiritual at all. And that it's another kind of a trap. Another illusion. I'm not saying it all is. I'm not saying it all is. But what I've found over the years is that people like to be comfortable. And sometimes they're comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. If they're, they're, they're prolonging it, if they've been in it for so long, it becomes a kind of a, a Stockholm syndrome. Yes, my partner's shit. Yes, my partner cheats, my partner drinks, my partner does whatever. Male or female, doesn't matter. Yes, my job sucks. Yes, I'm not getting the money I want. No, I'm not going on the holidays. I used to be able to go on. I've got kids and they demand this of me, that of me. And you're surrounded by people living the same kind of life. <clears throat> We're not really happy, pretending to be happy. Oh, look, I've got a new 15,000-inch TV. Oh, I'm happy. No, you're not. No, you're not. And then some people are happy in their illusion. Some people are happy in it. And that's their business. It's not our business to change them. When you kind of awaken, first of all, or, or you awaken to spirituality or whatever, you want to help everyone. You want to help the world. You want to, oh, my God. <laughs> you may understand exactly where I'm coming from. Oh, my God, have you seen this? Have you read that? Have you watched this? Have you, blah, 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 blah. You get kind of, everyone needs to know this. Everyone needs to know it. But not everyone is interested. They're not interested. They're really, really not. And I've noticed that in one of my groups on Facebook. Over the years, you know, if you put certain words in a title, you'll attract a certain crowd, obviously. And then people have certain expectations of that group with the certain titles. Or what they perceive to be what they're looking for. And this is it. When you go into psychic spiritual awakening, because you've got the title psychic spiritual, you may attract certain psychics, tarot readers, people just starting out, whatever. But with when you when you start throwing in some curved balls and saying, look at this, look at frequencies, look at vibration, look at energy, look at this. Most of them switch off. They switch off. Not interested. Not interested in the slightest. They've got their blinkers on. I'm just interested in psychic and spiritual stuff. I'm not interested in ancient Egypt that shows us the pyramids were this, uh, energy vortexes or whatever, or tele teleportation systems. We're not interested in that. I just want psychic and spiritual stuff. It's like, hold on, you've now put yourself in a rut. You've now put yourself... You stuck yourself with great big labels. Surely, psychic spiritual awakening encompasses everything. Does it or not? 
And this is it. When, when people say they're awakening, they may be to a particular level, a certain level, till it gets too heavy, then they just switch off. But they're classing themselves as awakened. Yet they've now stopped. Stopped their research, stopped their, you know, inquisitiveness. No, that's enough. That's enough for me. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not going any further because it's it's taxing on the mind, taxing on the brain. You don't realise you're born into a slave planet. No, I'm not a slave. I can do whatever I like. Really, 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 really. Go and try it. Go on in. Go and try it. Go and try it and see what happens. But again, it's the world view. I think I should do a whole podcast on world views because there's so many, and uh, yeah. But this is why, is our world like the Truman Show? Well, you, everywhere you go, especially in cities and towns, it's CCTV. In the UK, I think we have more uh, video cameras, CCTV, than uh, per capita of, of people than anywhere else in the world. Why? Why? Is it because maybe we are the first to question? I don't know. I'm not saying we are. What is it? Why do we need so much surveillance? It's everywhere. Any road you go on, any road, slip road, any, there's cameras watching you everywhere. It's like, why? And it's like the Truman Show. As soon as you start to question, this is it, guys. And You may agree, you may not, doesn't matter. But when you start to question things, especially if you're already in a relationship, a marriage, family, uh, you're at a workplace and you start questioning, watch what happens. Just do it. Just do it as an experiment. Just do it as an experiment. Ask your partner, your, your, your parents, your children, your, your work colleagues, strangers working on a supermarket till. And you'll be surprised that some of them there know what's going on. You start asking questions. Well, why this? Why do you think this? Why is that? Where did flu go for two or three years? It's completely disappeared. Gone. Oh, that's making a comeback. Dun, dun, dun. Where did, where did it go? Watch what happens. Watch the, either their brains freeze or they switch into Mr. Smith from the Matrix to defend the system. Watch. Just watch. And this is what NPCs do non-player characters they just switch into this and when it's your partner your family friends work colleagues and you start to question watch all of that crumble away and it may be because you're the black sheep of the family already and it's just another excuse for them to to ignore you to get rid of you to make fun of you ridicule you start asking questions and I saw something, yes, a short video. And it was about Antarctica. Very interesting, very interesting. Um, and what it was, I said like, yeah, you try and go to Antarctica. And they said like, this is Antarctica on a globe Earth. This is Antarctica on a, the flat Earth, if, if, if it's flat or whatever. And it showed you that it went all the way around the Earth, encompassing the Earth. But what was interesting, um, this isn't regardless whether it's... Uh, a ball or a flat or whatever. What was interesting was this guy said, who's narrating, said, yeah, isn't it strange that you have all these countries down at Antarctica, all of these countries. And we know that Hitler sent the, the Thule Society down there to see what's going on set up his bases in Argentina and now you have a uh, Royal Navy I think it's a Royal Navy icebreaker down there the Royal Navy so from Britain UK an icebreaker is all the way down in Antarctica breaks the ice breaks the ice hence icebreaker <laughs> And it had this great big crane on it, so it picked loads of people up because it broke through the ice. And there was this ice wall. It was huge. 
absolutely huge. I don't know how how high, maybe a hundred foot high. It's quite high. And on this ginormous icebreaker, and I think they got uh, several around the dotted areas. And they'd crane up people and straight up onto the top of this ice wall. This landmass. Well, it's not a landmass, it's ice, isn't it? Ice mass. And he then started mentioning about the parallels, which, um, what's that look like? The, the latitude lines, longitude lines, whatever they are. And he said that you have the 60th parallel and the 80th parallel. He said around the 80th parallel, is it the 80th parallel? And he, he, he kind of drew a line around, you know, the Antarctic coast. He said, oh, that's where the 80th parallel is, right where the coast of Antarctica is. And then he put the map on uh, a flat earth map so the earth was not flat and the ice wall was going around. And he said, oh, look, he says, even on the flat earth map, the 80th parallel is literally the Antarctic coastline, where the ice breakers are. He said, then you have the 60th parallel, which is patrolled, right? And he said, how do they patrol it? Well, what he said was, and it, <sighs> phenomenal, really, this technology, we call them boys, B-U-O-Y-S, and in Americanese, they call them buoys, right, <laughs> buoys. Who's right, who's wrong, who knows? But anyway, these, I'm calling boys, <clears throat> you know, the things that bob on the sea, bob on the sea, and some have like a, um, like a bell on them, go ding, 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 so when it's, when the sea's a bit rough, you hear ding, ding, yeah, you hear them, okay. So, but these boys have like uh, a kind of a, a radar on them, like a, a transmitter and receiver, and they're all over the sea. And what, what it is, they triangulate. So if you're on a boat, right, you're rocking it or whatever, they, they, can, they can tell where you are without radar because they, 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 the, the transmission from these boys are noting the patterns in the waves or, or something like that. So they can see exactly where you are. And this guy said, "What?" he said, they're showing you in this film again, Revelation of the Method. Oh, what's the film called? It's a science fiction film where these big alien spaceship lands in the sea. You've got, who's the woman? She's a singer. She's a singer. It's one of, plays one of the characters. And these aliens have knocked out all of their satellites. I said, how could, you know, we, we don't know where they are and they don't know where we are because all these satellites have been knocked out. And this Japanese, um, well, he's a Japanese captain or whatever he was, and on the American vessel, said, it's easy. We, we can track it quite easily. Said, how? We haven't got any radar. We haven't got any satellite. We haven't got anything. He says, oh. he says well, we've been doing it to Americans for about 40 years. <laughs> right? So it's old technology. And he used the boys. He said, yeah, we use the boys. So what we do is we switch on the thing where the boys are. So And they, and they all lit up on this screen. Do, 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 do. Showed you all of these boys. And then one flashed up in red. Said, that's where they are. And they sent all the rockets, bang, 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 and started hitting this alien spacecraft in the sea. He said, there you go. They're telling you the technology they've got. So there's nowhere that you can go on the ocean without them knowing exactly where you are. Anyway, and what was interesting, he then showed a clip of, I think that was Australian or New Zealanders or whatever, on this small fishing boat, very, very small. And they're out and, you know, they're fishing and there's a great big destroyer. And they're laughing and joking, going, oh, look, what's a destroyer doing out here? Because they're going close to the 60th parallel. He says he's turning round. Turning around, coming to us. Why? We're just a, a, a fishing boat. Why would it do that? Anyway, this destroyer comes right up on, on the radio. So, what well, state your business? What are you doing? I said, well, we're just fishing here. Nothing major. It says, this is a restricted area. You need to leave immediately. Okay, I'm not going to argue with a destroyer, are you? If you're in a small little fishing boat, it just has to turn 
turned sideways and you're wiped out. I said, that wasn't even near the 60th parallel. So that beggars the belief what is down there that they don't want anybody to see, that they will kill people. And a few pe quite a few people have been killed going down there. Uh, one young man, he, he survived one, one of the killing. All his crew was killed. He was a young man. Uh, and then he went back, and I think they, they got him then. So it doesn't matter where you're from, what country you're from, they will wipe you out to stop you from getting to Antarctica. Yes, I know people say, well, that's a load of shit because they do tours to Antarctica. Yeah, they do. But they take you to one particular part. Look at the size of Antarctica. And it may very well be that it goes all the way around the earth. We don't, we won't really know. But what is it guarding? Is it guarding the control center that's maybe linked to the moon? Or is it uh, a kind of, you know, we see these films like Lost in Time, the you know, Land of the Dinosaurs or whatever. Is that an entrance to it all? Because I'll tell you this, many, many years ago when I did a past life regression workshop and it's, it's strange, but anything to do with like spirituality, anything like that kind of attracts more women than men. A lot of men just don't want to know, not interested. And most of these workshops are um, full of women. And one brought her husband along and he was, he was quite you know, hesitant to join us. And he was lying down, and I put him under hypnosis and uh, went through the, the, the process and used a time corridor and he's come out the time corridor. And then all of a sudden I say, right, you know, what's on the ground? What's the ground made of? Is it made of like, uh, I don't know, wood, stone, concrete, grass, mud? What is it? So they get grounded. And he said, well, this is bizarre. I said, okay, go on in. I love bizarre. And he said, well, I'm in Antarctica. Okay. And um, he said, well, I can't be in Antarctica. I said, why not? And he said, because there's no snow. There's absolutely no snow. There's lush vegetation. There's mountains. There's all the full works. And I think he said there's a pyramid as well. There was a pyramid there. And that is all snow over it. So what happened? What caused all that? Because we're told that the ice caps melted and that uh, the world has flooded, the Great Flood, and yet there's now snow and ice. Thick, very thick snow and ice. So yes, fascinating. And this is the thing, when you can tap into people's minds and their previous life experiences, whether it's a computer program, a hologram or not, we may delve further into that on another podcast. But on the Pyrrhus Reyes map in the 1500s, it shows you clearly no snow on Antarctica or the North Pole. In fact, the North Pole, if you can see some of the maps, you can see it's another continent uh, called Hyperborea. You can see it. And it's got town names, the full works. And apparently, uh, with the centre of Hyperborea, it look, what it looks like, like the islands are very close together and there's all land masses all around. Okay. If you can, if you know the, oh, was it an 80s electronic game called Simon? And it had the colors red, blue, yellow, green, and it would flash and you'd, go, boom, and you'd press it. And it's like a round thing like this. And it press the different colors that flashed. And then you had a center point. That's what this hyperborea looks like. So the colors are these like land masses. Like my Svalbard, who's one of the towns, I think. Is it still there? We have just been told it's covered in ice and snow, but is it still there? Because there are definitely, definitely 100% land mass masses, countries, continents that are not on our maps. How do I know that? Because I've met people that have been to these countries. They say, oh yeah, they're not on the map, but it's over there. Okay. So the whole world is a Truman Show. Might have gone blurry again. The whole world is a Truman Show. There's so much vital information that is kept from us. It's as though we've been um, 
seeded on this planet. You know, I've spoke about the, the Cabbage Patch Kids, the incubators that where they're selling these babies and growing them in incubators and the royal families are going around looking at them, making sure that their, their slaves are okay. You know, we don't know anything really, do we? We're, we're told of all this history, but we're learning to learning to learning to lie, learning to understand that history is false. It's all a great big lie. Some people say, yeah, I can trace my, my family history back 300 years. Fantastic. How do we know that it's just made up? We don't know, do we? We don't know. Because we, we, we look at people and judge people based on our own ethics and morals. Even family. But some of our family members might have been right bastards. They may well have been right bastards. We don't know. Beyond our grandparents, we didn't know our, uh, when they were young. We didn't know our great-grandparents when they were young or their parents. We didn't know any of them at all. Some of them may have been mad scientists that helped create all this. You know, you, you look at the, the TV series, Stranger Things, you know, Eleven. You know, she, she believes that that's her father when it's not. You know, the scientist, the mad doctor, she believes that's her father. Like Truman believed his father was lost at sea and came to see him. And we believe in it wholeheartedly. Depends how deep you want to go. I mean, this subject can, again, can go on and on and on. Really can. You know, the, the remnants of the old world, old world, old worlds, they're everywhere. Oh, and just saying remnants of the old world. Just saw a short clip of video of testing the durability and the strength of bricks from particular errors. Now, Errors, eras, eras, <laughs> and um, they had a, a brick from 2021, a brick from 1950, and a brick from 1890, and they had it on this uh, mechanical press, so like put all the exert all the pressure on the bricks. Put it on the one from 2021, went pop, 607 kilos or something. Right, that's the amount of pressure it took to crack that brick. 1950 i think it went to about i don't know oh i can't remember eight nine hundred thousand kilos a lot stronger one from 1890 went super strong i don't know about 1200 12 1400 twice that of a modern day brick then they got uh extra strong concrete and they like modern, extra strong, extra strong concrete, modern, extra strong concrete. And they put it in this mechanical press and it's pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And I think, oh God, I should have, should have written it down, Richard, shouldn't I? I think it went to about six, 6,000 kilos, something like that. 6,000 kilos, six, 7,000 kilos. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's super tough, super tough modern day concrete. Then they took a, block, a small block of concrete from a, a building from 1890. You know, they showed you the building it come from. It's like a dilapidated building, but they took it, put it under it. Oh, my God. You should have seen it. You should have seen this. The press nearly broke. The press nearly broke. It was, you could hear it groaning, going, to squash this, you know, over 100-year-old concrete. And it went on and on and on until it finally went. Oh, was it around 60,000 or 80,000 kilos? Saying around 60, 80,000, 80, 60 to 80 tons of pressure compared to modern extra strong concrete. Wow. They sure used to know how to build things. And um, so this is it, all that gone another world this is the next reset this is the next part of it so are we going to have they keep talking about the great great reset or are we going to have a great resist you know what's coming is it worse is it better what they want to put out to the world is that it's going to be worse or you will own nothing and be happy remember that you'll own nothing and be happy where they will own everything and be extremely happy 
So, yeah, sounds like a fair deal. Yeah, sounds like a fair deal. Hmm. But, uh, so what do you think? Do you think we're living in a Truman Show? Do you believe that the moon is some kind of command center that's looking down on us? Do you think Antarctica is linked with that? And that may be the, the, the entrance to the moon or to other realms? What? You know, people say, oh, we're going to set up a fund and we're going to go to Antarctica. You won't make it, you know, unless you've got a supersonic jet. But even then, they have things. They have things that are faster than that, don't they? <clears throat> so, it's interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. And when you're living in this kind of world, you're thinking, right? Yeah, this is all. Look at it. It's there to keep everyone in their place. Everyone in their place. And look what happens when you start questioning. You're ridiculed, especially if you, you know, the past what two or three years has woken a lot of people up. It's put a lot of people to sleep. It's also woken a few people up who started questioning. And these are people that are living normal lives. You know, a lot, not like people like myself and, and you guys that may have been questioning for decades. And it's refreshing when you hear someone say, oh, what a load of old shit this is going on. It's quite clearly da-da-da-da-da. Oh, that's nice and refreshing to hear that. And yes, you get your diehards, you get your people that still 100% believe what the government, pharmaceutical companies, scientists, etc., etc., historians are saying. And they'll even cite uh, quotes from books, from peer-reviewed studies. There you go, there's the facts. But it's not a fact, though, is it? Yes, it is. It's peer-reviewed. They've all studied it and done this and the other. Right, who's paying them? Well, Rockefeller Foundation. <sighs> okay. And they're like, what? There's like nothing in there to trigger. There's nothing in there for them to, to question. And it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It's bloody hard when you lose your family, friends, partners, because they're still in the loop. They're still in the loop. So have a look around you. See if you notice things, right? And I remember chatting to a guy many years ago. And he was what he called a TI, targeted individual. And he said, don't think that they don't have the power or the ability to put things in your path to stop you going down a certain path or to stop you questioning. They will muck your life up. They will destroy your family, will destroy you, take everything from you. They will do this. They will put a lorry in the way so that you can't drive down there at a certain time to see something. He said, it sounds bizarre, but they've got the, the ability to do it. You know, when you think like, oh, a lorry's gone past and this is a fine line where you think you're getting a sign from your guides or the universe. A lorry goes past with like the, the exact answer on that you're looking for, or you'll see it on advertising billboard. It'll be right. Okay. Right now is that there? <laughs> this is where it can really do your nutting for the Americans. Nut is this the head. And you can drive yourself crazy, which I was doing many, many years ago. You, you, you're questioning, but then you're questioning, you're questioning, and then questioning that even further. It's like, oh my God, is this a sign from my guides? Is this a sign to say, this is what I need to be doing? Or is it part of the trap that's telling me to do it, but I shouldn't be doing it. I should be going elsewhere. It's, you know. Then you learn to just live in the moment. Just live in the moment. Yeah. The Truman Show, the true man show. Are you surrounded by NPCs? Are you surrounded by Mr. Smith? If you are, you're not going to grow. You're not going to develop. They will hold you back. That's their job. And it's, you know, what did I got the new, well, the latest TV series uh, called Utopia, right? The latest one is American. The original is British. In my opinion, far, far superior, far superior 
But even in that, even in that, one of the scientists in there, and if you haven't seen Utopia, I suggest you do, because it's funny, especially with the latest one. <laughs> when you're watching it, it says, all right, uh, viewer discretion vies, uh, this has, this is, you know, what do you call it, uh, fiction, and has nothing to do with the pandemic that's happening. Nothing to do with it, right? Nothing to do with it. Oh, <laughs> watch it. Just watch it. And it was, uh, the American version was 2020. The UK version was 2013, and they'd done the second uh, part two in 2014. I'm not going to tell you about it, but it's interesting. The American one was a bit flat. Yeah, certain things happened, but it doesn't have the grittiness of the British version. But even in that scientist who creates a vaccine for a flu, a flu that they created, that is killing children, killing everyone. And they invent a vaccine. And uh, this doctor does. He invents something, yeah, trial and error, trials it. Yes, yes, right, this is the cure, this is the cure. But what do they do? They swap it out. Don't go out and tell the world. Don't tell the world about this. But he does. But they kind of swap it. And uh, they think, oh, there's stuff in the vaccine. But what, they, in fact, they do, they put stuff on rabbits, like a zoo, petting zoos. And they go around different areas and towns and kids touch them. And then, then they get this so-called disease, this flu rabbit flu whatever it is sounding familiar and then they beg they're begging for this vaccine they're begging for it it's just you know if you'd have watched it in 2020 and saw it played out it's like hold on this is exactly the plot and they're talking about china and stuff uh bats from china and all that all that stuff in it yeah but what well, i'll get there the the good calling the good scientist He's the one that found the cure for this that they didn't want out there. And um, so he's in there and he, he's kind of like at home with his wife. <clears throat> it's just one part, his wife. And he's talking, going, right, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to do that. All of a sudden, his wife starts talking. He's going, what the hell? What? Hold on, how do you know so much about this? And then she gets on the phone and she goes, says some kind of code word, da 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 da. Yeah, it's all in hand and puts the phone down. And she's going, oh, Hold on, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she goes, You think I was your wife? You were led to believe I was your wife, you know, that I met you and fell in love and all that. You don't realize it was all set up. It was all set up to keep an eye on you and to keep you under control. And now it's your time to go. Now we've got to get rid of you. What? And this is it. This scientist, his whole life, well, when he met this woman, believed wholeheartedly that she loved him. And that she was supporting him and she was always there. She was his rock. Not knowing, in fact, she was his handler. He had no idea. And now his time is up because he was questioning too much. It's his time to be elbowed, <clears throat> you know, to commit suicide or whatever. Sound familiar? <laughs> so be on your guard, guys. Be on your guard. <clears throat> Doesn't stop you being inquisitive, but be on your guard. And just notice little signs. Notice little things. Patterns. Patterns will repeat themselves. See if you are in the Truman Show. See if you have a handler. Have you been in numerous relationships where, where you're questioning, they, they start going ballistic and start they change and start attacking you. It's like, I just asked the question, and why are you going mad at me? Why, why are you going ballistic? Their job is to contain you. Scary thought, eh? Hey, scary thought. <laughs> Don't wish to make you all paranoid and start questioning. Well, maybe, maybe not. Question those all around you. You'll know, you'll feel it. This is why it's so important to get to know you inside out. Once you get to know you inside out, 
and you feel you're comfortable with your vibration, your frequency, you will notice anything else that's off. And that includes partners, family, friends, work colleagues, everything. All right, you'll notice it. Do the work, do the inner work, do the hard work. You will lose people in your life, you will. And that's something that a lot of people can't handle, so they just put up with the shit. You're not here for that. You've got a much bigger job, a much bigger role to play. Okay? We are here to bring in the new world. We are. Regardless of what world they want to bring in, no. That's why they're doing whatever they can to block us, to knock us. But they're giving us revelation of the method in films. And I know a lot of people say, I'll throw my TV out the window, don't watch anything anymore. But if you, you're conscious of it, of what they're doing, aware of what they're doing, one, you can say, yeah, I'm going to watch that as entertainment. Um, and uh, I'm going to see what they're trying to tell us. And they have to tell us good and bad. Yeah. So. And maybe with your partners and family and whatever, maybe you want to watch certain films. You maybe want to watch the Truman Show. And that way it's a great in to ask questions. Whoa, what do you, oh, wow, what do you think of that? Oh, well, a load of old shit. Therefore, you know you're not going to get anywhere. But see if it sparks something in them. Ask questions. Oh, there's a lot of CCTV in this country, isn't there? There's a lot of CCTV, there's a lot of this. And have you ever felt that? You've tried to go somewhere, but you've been blocked by a car or, or something doesn't want you to go in there? Or, hmm. Just see, try it. Try it and see. All right. I'd love to know the results. If you can let me know the results in the comments uh, on, on Podbean, that'd be awesome. That'd be really awesome. All right. So have fun with that, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, all of these subjects I talk about can be expanded on immensely uh, by people with far, far, far much more knowledge than I. And if you are one of those people or you know someone, please get in touch. And I'd love to do a Q&A with them. I love questioning people who have immense knowledge. Yeah. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Every single one of you. And uh, and you guys are keeping me at number one on uh, out of all the people in this directory. You're keeping me at number one. So thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Take care, guys. See you soon.